Loudest friends. Oh, that was so smooth. So smooth. I'm so proud of you. It's it's all those creative juices that are flowing in you. I've got lots of creative <laughs> juices flowing. I'm feeling fucking super energized. It's creatively. Yeah. What do I feeling keep very on lazy you? around the crib though? It's the fucking age of Aquarius. I talked to my mom on the phone today, and uh-huh. I was telling her that I was feeling that, and she was like, "It's because of the age of Aquarius." And I was like, "That's what Maureen said." <laughs> Great minds, lady. Great, Great minds. minds. Yeah. So, and then she was like, she goes, are you going to ever use my phone call? And I said, yeah, Ma, we used it on last week's podcast. She's like, well, you didn't send it to me. And I was like, I just figured you'd, Listen. okay. And then I was like, then I, you know, it dawned on me like, okay, cool. She's not really listening. <laughs> <laughs> now she's going to listen. Well, she's going to listen to that episode. And then I, I doubt she'll listen. I don't know. I don't know. Mom, if you're listening, call in and let us know the, uh. <laughs> Number is 917-310-5262. And going with that trend, uh, we have a voicemail from Camille. And um, yeah, so once again, our phone number is 917-310-5262. If you want to be featured on a podcast, give us a call. Oh, and a sticker. So Mavis, drop that fucking info. Camille, drop that fucking info. You got it. Michael, drop that fucking info. All right. Here we go. I think. Oh my God. So much- What's up, guys? It's Camille back Ooh. from the days of Como. Ooh. And uh, I always listen to your podcast when I hike. So thanks for keeping me entertained out there on the trail. I saw something that might interest you guys. Uh, it's a new sex toy called the Baldo, oh. like dildo, but Baldo. Give it a look up and tell me how you feel about it. Okay, did you look it up? Okay, so I didn't listen to the voicemail. I just looked at because it gives I, I, you the yeah, transcript. The transcript, which was totally wrong. It was yeah. talking about footballs and stuff. I read it too, and I was like, okay, well, we'll figure this out. Um, so I googled it, and I was like, ball. ball it said ball something, and I was, and I was like, what? And all, I like. So, but you're looking it up right now. I'm looking just to it clarify. up right now. You're ball, not like texting I, someone or something. I don't even know how to spell that. I would assume it's B-A-L-L-D-O. Oh, no. Here it is. Here it is. It actually even has its own domain. Thebaldo.com. Guys, we'll drop the link in next week's episode. Oh, no. We'll drop the link on her IG. <laughs> okay. It's B-A-L-L-D-O, like most people would probably think. It's the world's first ball dildo. A new era of sex has arrived. I am fucking intrigued. Can you show me a picture of it? I'm not there yet. I don't I don't know what this looks like. How it Oh my god, oh my god. So how it works is step one, you make your balls hairless and lube them. What? Yeah. Step your, your balls? Yeah. Like my like my physical Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Step two, you stretch the baldo over your balls. Okay. And step three, you stretch the spacer ring, insert the partner. So it kind of looks like um So you're turning your balls into a dildo? Is that what is that what I'm seeing? I have no clue. Well, can I see your phone? Yeah, I'm so confused. Okay, so like I'm thinking <laughs> Can you fucking hand it to me like a normal person? You're like I'm just I'm arms... sorry. I'm so intrigued. I'm confused. I, okay. I don't know what's going on in this world. So do you literally Step, Funk people with your balls? Step one, make your balls hairless and lube. And it has a diagram of balls getting shaved. Step two, stretch your ball dough over your balls. Step three, stretch over the spacer rings. Insert into partner. What spacer rings? Oh, to like make it bigger? Wait, how does... Okay, they're showing... Man, it's going slow over that. Well, you gotta go slow. It's it's precious equipment. Oh, so look, it's like stretching out the the spacers go above it to like stretch it and make it tighter. I guess in so yeah, it's a it's turning your balls into a dildo and then you can fuck someone with your that honestly sounds so painful and I am not about okay, it. Okay, woman, well, I'm just thinking how? my balls are sensitive. Woman, well, but how? So like. Okay, it's not like it's gonna stand up. What are you, so what are you I, doing? I, I'm trying to. I'm I'm playing with the emotions right now. I'm okay, well, to what you're out. doing is you're playing with the fucking audio levels, smashing that thing around. Okay, one minute. Like, what are you gonna do? Go. <laughs> <laughs> Maureen, 
sit the fuck back down with the microphone. Explain it next time. I'm the only one who could see it. So for anyone who's curious what just happened, Maureen threw her microphone on the ground. And then... And then put one foot up on a chair in the room that we're in right now and started like squatting up and down like from the, you know. Are you going to like, so essentially is. I'm assuming, I'm assuming, I'm assuming you like just, you know, pull, pull it up. Like, pull, like, I don't know, dude. That looks tiny. It looks like at the most is three inches. I need more than three inches. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't. Okay. So here's the thing. No, it. Mm, I, mm. I think that's more for guys who like their balls like kind of fucked with, which I'm not one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why that shit is. I mean, we've talked about it before on here time and time again. It's just not a good feeling for me. But some guys claim they like their balls fucked with. So whatever. Uh, but that doesn't look like that would be enjoyable for the girl. So I'm I'm assuming that this is marketed more for men who like to have their balls yanked on more or less. And maybe fucked around with. I don't feel like it'd be good for the girl, for starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, maybe we should do more research on it. But I don't feel like it'd be good for the girl. Because like you said, it's like, well, okay. You could use this fucking chode dildo ball thing. <laughs> or you could use the dude's dick. And hopefully he's working with bigger than what the fuck this thing is supplying. You know what I'm thinking? <clears throat> DP. Double penetration. Yeah, but... That's like the physics of it would. I mean, I guess if you're a guy who likes your maybe. Oh, God damn. I just think like that's going to tug your fucking sack off. That doesn't. uh, And the other thing that's making me think of is there's definitely like um, the cock and um, what is it that when you like watching your partner get fucked by like more dominant male. Yeah. I feel like it's that type of guy because they normally wear. their dick and like their balls in oh, and like the, a cage. The cage yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's all I'm thinking. I'm not judging anyone who likes that, but I, that's just, it's such a far departure from anything that I would consider to be enjoyable. So um, this is getting a double thumbs down from your two loudest friends. Yeah. It doesn't look enjoyable from uh, either perspective. What's the price point? Probably like a million dollars. No, it's not a million dollars. Oh, there's testimonials guys. Um, I think it's still on like, oh, it definitely is. It definitely. Oh, man, there's a full on picture. Yeah. Never. Oh, never lose your erection. That's what they're claiming this does. Okay. It is. Oh, no, but it says make 2021 the year of ball sex. I'm good. It also sounds like a lot of work. Why can't you just fucking put your fucking. Why does your balls have to be hairless? Uh, Probably because it. I'm sure there's a lot of friction involved with that and it pulling Why on. Why not use lube? Yeah, I I don't know. Whatever. Also, like, do your balls get that hairy? Um, I mean, I've never seen hairy, hairy balls. I was going to say, you probably would have a better assessment of this than me because I only real, really deal with one set of balls. <laughs> um, but I'm saying, like, that's not a hair. It's normally everything around there that gets most of the hair. It's not the ball itself. Yeah. So... Things aren't adding up. Who do you think designed that, a male or a female? I'm I'm guessing it's a guy who likes his balls fucked with and probably... I feel like a female made that. You think so? Yeah. Also, I like how much control do you have of that? It's still swinging. It's still loose. Is it stu- super like... You think it's like if you're having sex, it's just this like dildo thing smacking off you at yeah, the same all time? All I think is like you're going to get sexually frustrated and say, oh, fuck me with your real dick. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh my god, what if you say make it vibrate though? That would be tight. I bet you that would be really good for both people. It still wouldn't be good for me, but yeah, well, don't knock it until you try it. Maybe you could be the ball door ambassador. I just like I said, when I have an erection, my balls are fucking tight, and having them like pulled on and shit is not a good feeling. Maybe you should rate them, maybe they'll endorse you, maybe they'll send you a complimentary one to get your real perspective. <laughs> Okay, if uh, if any if the makers of the Baldo want me to give this a real world test, one, feel free to send it to us, uh, and I will then. I don't know who who would I even say. Like, hey, uh, I need to test this fucking ball dildo. Can I fuck you with it? Yeah, you go on a dating app. Dating that'd actually be funny. I'm yeah. testing sex toys for a dating app. Who wants to fucking? I just found you a side career. Damn. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, we need to get you like you, Babes in Toyland, which is a very like um, boutique um, sex toy shop. You should hit them up, even though it's mostly a feminine one. They probably don't really like men. They probably like men, but it's for females. Yeah. But you could be like, hey, yo, I, I want to be your male. We need to be diverse. So you can't just say you're only female. You are a shop that females feel comfortable in, but we're still, you know, thinking of a male because it's about the partnership. Man, I should like copywriter, like be somebody's brand fucking manager or something. Yeah. 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 Just start your own brand. Of what? I don't know. Them Not fucking Baldos. sex toys, I guess. I don't like well, sex we got, toys. We got one other sort of call. Oh, we do? Mm-hmm. This is a, a voice note. You guys might recognize her her voice. This was someone texted me. Mm-hmm. Bro, <laughs> I would laugh, but the fact is, like, there's so much stigma and, like, propaganda about women, like, that a vagina is unclean and like women have to look at it and like it can't cleanse itself that like yeah maybe i am sensitive about it but like also you'd be lucky if you had somebody to check in on you sorry ass motherfucker no disrespect so little background on that um maureen posted to her story on instagram why uh, a tweet from someone yeah it- it's this girl named um Rachel Sennett. Yeah, she actually like she's kind of funny. She does like um Yeah, I rec- I recognize her screen picture, picture, profile picture. Ooh. Yeah, she does like kind of like it's very um broad city type of com- com- comedy. Right. Um okay, go on. And it said, "Why is it that every guy that didn't want to date me texts me once a month for the rest of my life?" And <clears throat> The person who was bleeped out <laughs> earlier uh, said to see if that pussy still smell bad. Oh, it set me off. <laughs> Maureen texted me and she was like, can you fucking believe this? And I was like, I think he's trying to troll you. And it seems like it's working. I feel like no. I feel well, knowing this person, I think also where people sometimes who don't know me think they know me and maybe take my online presence as who I am. Yeah. And granted, most of my relationship with this individual has been crass. I mean, like literally you're like, Oh, I don't know where the conversation became about my tits, but my first text message to him was a picture of my tits. (laughs) Okay. So you kind of started the ball rolling when you were like, well, here's my tits. A, you you kind of that st- was seven years ago. I get it, but I'm saying like you kind of started the the relationship, if you will, uh, on a on a note of like being like you said, kind of crass, maybe. But since then, it's developed because he's going through some issues. That like a friend, right? Like you've gotten yeah. to know me. Like that was your first like introduction to me. I have since grown as a person. We have grown in our friendship. That like you know, that's not all the personality behind me. Uh huh. But I, you, I think he's probably comfortable enough that he thinks he's just busting balls. And I, that, I mean, that would be the vibe I got. I don't think he's busting balls. I think he's a little clueless about women. I mean, possibly. And then I think then it went to defense mode on like, oh, fuck, I upset her. I was trying to be funny. So now let me rationalize it. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I, I, what was the next thing that was said in the. And then you said, that's so mean. And he said, we just check in. And you said, that's so sexist. Yeah. And then he, what did he say? Um, let me go into my my, my DMs. <laughs> All right. But the first thing I said is, dude, he's trolling. And then, oh, man, this is. um. So one minute. Then I went to a whole conversation. I said, that's mean. I said, that's sexist. He said, is it? I said, yeah, bro. He said, blame God. And he, I, I was like, listen, there's a lot of stigma around female cleanliness. And that's where it set me off. Because I think, how dare you say like a woman's fucking pussy smells? Yeah. Like, that's rude. Yeah. And and also, were you smelling it through a phone, bro? Like, it's not funny. Like, your joke landed like it was like you thought it was going up high and it just up. And landed on the cement and fucking splattered. That's what it did. Because that was a corny ass joke. Well, it also just like 
the reason the whole reason i was like oh he's trolling you is because like that doesn't even make sense like i'm gonna text you to see like is it, are they texting and saying does your pussy still stink like i you, uh, know. you know what just as guilty as he's probably project projecting on me i'm also probably projecting on him because i think right now this individual's in a point of their life that they're a little lost where they are with women um what you <laughs> i just i'm curious if he listens to us or not i don't know anyway whatever i mean you know who you are if you're listening i love you but maureen is pissed at you although i think you were trolling but i can't defend you so um okay because so. that's my girl right there <laughs> so I, you better fucking apologize otherwise okay. next time you see me bro it's on site okay only reason why Psych. anytime i get upset to this degree is usually because i believe in the capability of somebody and somebody disappoints me yeah and so i am disappointed because i thought he was a little more sensitive and more aware fem- females than this came off as i'll be real with you um coming from the perspective of a white male <laughs> <laughs> the perspective that everyone wants to hear like i said when i read it i thought he was trolling and so that's why i think i texted you and i said are you being sensitive today because to me if I had said that to you, not saying I would have, uh-huh. but I don't think I wouldn't have expected you to be as upset as you are. I would. Uh, but I, I, I understand uh-huh. that you would now. Now I understand. Uh-huh. But I'm saying like even up until the time that you sent me it, I was like, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I mean, I'm kind of surprised you're like that upset by it. But that's a good thing to know. Like, you know, like, oh, OK, like there's some boundaries there, you know, I think. <laughs> I think part of it is, and I'm sorry to cut you off there, it's but okay. I, I think like, especially in the era we live in, so many people have their personal boundaries, but we're also like sharing everything online all the time. So it starts to get like kind of like faded between, you know, the line starts to blur between like, well, what is a boundary and what isn't a boundary? Because like, I could say some like wild out of pocket shit and you might laugh, but then I could also say something that's like kind of wild and out of pocket and you might not laugh you might be upset like this so it's just like a hard era where like i think i don't think any guy really would have been as comfortable saying that like 10 years ago when it wasn't like you're watching someone's whole life and like forming your own opinion of their personality and stuff i think it would have been more comfortable for a guy to say that back in the day because i don't think people are as aware as women's rights and women's protect um women's sexuality being so critiqued okay you know what and you're i i'm willing to bet that you are definitely right and i'm wrong because like i said i'm I'm a woman yeah yeah, you you would you would know better because you've been on the receiving end of that where with i've only ever been on the giving end of that not saying that i say that kind of shit but i'm not comparing the two but i it may be easier for me to relate why it upset me i think because i i equivalent to the same like almost racism or sexism i think it's a form of sexism i think women have been i think there's so much taboo and stigma around vaginas yeah how often do you meet a woman that's confident on her vagina i don't ever actually ask women how confident they are on their vagina um it's never really been i mean like it's interesting to me because like all right from the male perspective uh-huh. now, like every pussy is different. Just like I'm assuming every dick is different, you know, like there's kind of like types of pussies, but they're all different and they all smell different, look different, taste different um, for the most part. But but like, but, but <clears throat> what I'm saying is, is uh, I lost my train of fucking thought. I'm over here just thinking about all the different types of pussy. <laughs> I'm just saying I I equivalent to almost being that taboo subject that we should not talk about and we should talk about it but we shouldn't judge and I feel like it's it's casting judgment I think there's a lot of shame on what my vagina looks like like even when you talk to a woman that had um a child there's so much stress about does my vagina still feel the same? Did it get back? You know, like, yeah. or even if, you know, how many times have you had a girl say, Oh, am I tight? 
do I feel good? There's so much. Sti- I'm gonna be real with you. Almost all pussies feel the same. Yeah, the but only, girls aren't trained to think that way. The only time that vaginas really feel, it's based off of the size of the girl. It's not based off of anything else. Like if you are a very tall female, your vagina is not going to feel, I, from my personal experiences in life, a very tall woman and a very short woman have slightly different feeling vaginas, which would make sense because they are different sized people. But overall, they, it, it, there's never been like, the only time in my personal sexual experience, the only times that like I've ever been like, wow, this pussy is tight is when a girl knows how to like do her Kegels. Mm. And it's like she's like actually tightening it up. Otherwise, like they all feel the same. And it feels good, right? At the yeah. end of the day, have you ever been in a pussy? You're like, man, I can't wait to get my ass out of this. The only I mean, like and now I'm going to be real with you. Uh huh. A couple times I've had sex with people and it started to smell in like a not flattering way. But that's pheromones. Do you chalk it up to that? Like, well, or I do mean, you think it's hygiene? I, I, I don't. Well, let me just finish with uh-huh. this thought here. And those are the times where I'm like, I do want this over because the the smell, it when it gets funky sometimes, the smell is something that's like it's a turnoff for yeah, me. Yeah, it, it's a libido. But killer. I also I don't think I mean like any girl I've ever had sex with who had a smelly vagina, it wasn't like a one time thing. Like oh, she was like dirty this time. It was just like if if the I don't know pH levels or something during sex got to a certain spot like. It kind of smelled. I, one time, though, I was having sex with this girl. This was like the college years. Uh-huh. And it was like winter. But it, it started, it was like, I wasn't near done and it started to smell. And I opened up the window while it was like snowing outside. Damn. And when I was just like, sorry. I, I But I didn't say like, sorry, it stinks. I got to yeah. air it out in here. I was just like, it is so hot. I need to get some cool air in here. But I mean, like, I think a girl's aware of that. I think... Where I get defensive is I think we're conditioned to be, we have to be like, and I'll get into where I think we're also not fair, fair males. I think we're conditioned to like, our pussy needs to be tight. It needs to be beautiful. It needs to be um, lubricated. It needs to be wet all the time. It doesn't and, need any of that. It just needs to be accessible. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think, I think that sounded so fucking. I know you're joking, but uh. I definitely think you have a very mature outlook as I know you now on the, your the expectations of what you th- think are realistic of a woman yeah. compared to like, I think there's a lot of immature people that are not mature enough to think of sex as a two person way or and be humane about it and have unrealistic expectations of what the woman needs to bring to the table. So go on, go into that more. And so that, you know, it's all about like, Oh, you know, even I have a friend right now that's kind of going, she she came from a relationship where the guy always like, oh, well, you're kind of loose or like, oh, well, and I was in a relationship like that, too. My previous ex, who was both domestically and verbally abusive to me, made me feel inadequate. And I think those are the things that we're conditioned to think and ask for. And then they use that on us. Can I ask you a question uh-huh. now? When he made you feel inadequate, did he make you feel like you were loose? Yeah. Like not as tight? Like, and but like I also asked for those. I was looking for right. those, so I gave him the opportunity to put me down. Which and is for, stupid because if like a girl ever asked me any question about my opinion of her sexually and I did not have a, if I had a less than flattering opinion, I'm not going to fucking say it. But you're also not an abusive douchebag. Okay. I see through that. It but, took me a very long time to not be controlled by that. But I need I need you to answer uh-huh. a question. On average, would you say his dick was bigger or smaller than other dicks you've been with? Average. It was like middle of the road. It was above average. It was a longer skin. It was a white boy dick. But was it like skinny? Was it thick? It was long and normal, um, normal girth. I wonder what I am. I, I don't. anyway. Well, no. Nah, I mean, hey, I'm not. A, I'm previous, not, previous I'm not a, I'm um, not lovers, sh- please call in. No, 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 no. I just, you know, like I mean, like anyway. You uh, know what? But it's taken me a long time to realize my shit good. I still got my fucking eighteen year old boyfriend fucking still stalking me on Instagram, wanting my fucking shit. It's good, and I should have. And even if it's not the fucking bomb ass. I should have self-esteem behind it. I'm going to tell you right now, like, 
you know, you could have you could have the most beautiful, <laughs> tasty, tightest, rosiest smelling pussy on earth. But if you just lay there and just do nothing and don't fuck, I would rather, I'd rather fuck something that looked like the entrance to the ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese as long as it has personality. You know what I'm saying? Like True, that shit could be tore up, but if you got fucking, if you got, if you, if you got style, then you're good. That's sexist. It's no, it's not. I don't think it's sexist. My thing is either. Have you, you ever seen a tore up vagina? Like, is it? No, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm literally dog. thinking when you're talking tore up vagina, like the fucking hormone monster, the old ass one, like, that's yeah, like I'm, got I'm, a fucking stick. <laughs> I'm, I'm using all the fucking stupid stereotypes yeah. to say like, none of them matter as long as you're good in bed. You know, as long as you're like, as long as you're sexually compatible with the person in bed. So, like, thank for you. Me, That's a key word, right? Because I might be not, I might be sexually compatible with somebody that the last person they were thought they sucked. I like a girl who likes to put on a little bit of a show. Okay. You know, I, I, I wouldn't say that I'm, uh, and we've talked about this before on episodes. I wouldn't say I'm like a hundred percent a submissive person, but like in sex, I like when a girl takes control for a little bit and then I take control for a little bit. It's a, it's a mutual switch. Switch. That's right. We've talked about this. It's switch. Um, learn your sexual roles in 2021 guys (laughs) working on it. (laughs) Um, so I mean, and you and I have talked a little bit cause going back into like, I'm really kind of trying to dive into like feminist type of like knowledge. Yeah. Um, because I, I I'm finding like some um, passion about female rights, and um, through some of the stuff that I found, like how much we're conditioned, and not even just white women, especially other nationalities, how they are conditioned to think that there's something wrong with their vagina. It is so fucking sad. Yeah, it is weird, and it's sad. Like Johnson and Johnson's um, stopped. I forget where they are, but I think they're stopping to produce talcum powder because it during the 1960s, it started being that it was put on black women to like basically make their vagina this like at a, like to match the pair, like how white women are desired and that like they're smelled that they needed to like take extra special care of it. And then, like, if you look into, like, um, the 1960s when feminine hygiene products became, like, um, the Summer's Eve, like, douches and, like, feminine washes. Yeah. There's such a huge market. I'm being told that something's wrong with our vagina and we need to clean it. Yeah. That's fucking sick. Do you guys have a fucking dick soap? No. No, I don't think so. There are man wipes for your butt. But, like, that's just, like, fucking dumb. But, like... Imagine a whole industry telling you that your sexual parts are dirty and need to be cleansed. Yeah. That's fucking dehumanizing and horrible. That's so sickening to me. Like it, I think, and that's what I fueled. It literally hit that like nail on the head. I wasn't being sensitive. It just literally opened up that bucket. Yeah. And that's where I was like, so disappointed in this person. Cause I'm like, dude, like one time I posted something and he was like super upset that like Refinery29 like kind of posts a lot of political things, but like like artistically like political like captions. He's like, you know, they're capitalizing on this, but they're not paying the artists behind it. So you are so like political and like an ally for that, but you don't realize what you just opened and what you said. Like I, you bought into that system. So and, you know, I'm, I'm not defending his statements here, but. Like you just said, uh, we're so conditioned yeah. by like everything to think that that it's not a sanitary place, more yeah. or less, right? And even though now, I mean, most people know that it cleans itself. <clears throat> it cleans itself. That's all fucking propaganda and whatnot. But I think, like I said, I I still just think he was trolling. I'm not trying to defend him. But I'm not. I'm just, I don't, I expected I don't, more from him. Yeah, I don't, but I don't think, I think in that trolling, I don't think he thought of it from the perspective you're saying it because you're still so conditioned to think about that. Like, I he mean. He probably also thought it was just like the same as saying like your dick's small and like, 
Maybe. Maybe it's roasting in that, but like, and that, and this goes to where I said that I'd even talk about the men's expectations, right? I think it's so easy. Like, think when a girl, like, you're over a girl and you feel like um, disrespected. You're like, bitch, your fucking pussy was loose. Bitch, I didn't want to fucking fuck your pussy anyways, right? Like, you hear that type of statements or that's an easy way to like put a woman down yeah. right it's the same with men it's like oh well he's a small dick motherfucker yeah that's not fair and like it kind of like put a light bulb on my head because like i had a friend today that i'm I'm texting her back and forth and she's like yeah this co-worker i have makes me like makes the guy send her a picture of his dick and like compare it makes her him hold up a coke can comparing it i'm like who the fuck are you like that's not fair to a man you're subjecting him and granted we have been subjected as women for years and years and years and maybe you're turning it but like it's like the same as being like a racist and then you're turning it around just to have the control no we just need to be better people from that yeah i mean i'm gonna be real with you if a girl asked me to send her a picture of my dick next to a coke can i would just respond with you're out your fucking mind it's just like we're better than that dude if we're gonna be like the if we're going to say women are more compassionate and more empathetic then be that fucking person, don't fucking buy into it and turn it around and be the same person. I mean, I think that's the world in general right now is like. Either it, you are that evil or you're just like you need to learn and not be that person. You're better than that. Yeah. And that's where I don't think as much as I'm like, oh, you know, let's stick up for women. It's also like. It's also not fair on us to put expectations on the man to perform, to be the man, to be the lover, to the man, to be all this, because right now we're putting them in a really hard position with the Me Too, then then also for them to be the ones that are still in dominant. Like we need to be equal partners. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And I mean, we, we've talked about that, the, you know, what it's like dating in the world of Me Too as well. And it's yeah, I mean. A hundred percent. You hit the nail on the head. It, it, it's it's hard as a guy, you know, as hard as it can be to be a guy, which I understand we are privileged. But it, it, in this era, to date a little bit more than it was before, because on the flip side, you know, and this could be me just sounding arrogant, but like you felt a little more comfortable. Um, pursuing. Pursuing. Yeah. Being flirtatious, whatever. And it's just, it doesn't feel the same as it used to. And I don't know if that's me being in my 30s now as opposed to being in my 20s, which was the last time I was dating a lot, or if it's just like the sign of the times. But I don't know. It's, it's so weird because it's like, it's, I, you know, I mean, like I'm friends with like a bunch of different girls who I've either dated or you know hung out with or whatever but still friendly with and like the relationships between all them are also different too like there are some who I'm like really good friends with whatever that will still like flirt and be very sexual Uh you know and like still like whatever and then there's other ones who will be friendly but like it's just like on a friendly level but we never had like a breakup quote unquote you know because I was never dating but it was just like all of them, you could say the same way, just kind of, you know, tapered out, went in their own directions. But it's just, it's interesting because it's like trying to gauge what different people are like is often hard. Because like, if you told me like one girl who I'm like friendly with would still be like texting me and being like, send me a jack off video with sound on or something like that. I'd be I, w- I would have not expected that, you know? Uh-huh. And then like other girls... I would have expected they'd always be kind of like flirty and sexual and they're just friendly and that's fine. Like I'm, I'm like in a stage right now where I'm just looking for platonic relationships yeah. anyway. So I'm, I'm not tripping on it, but it's just interesting to see like how different people are. And then when you realize like how different people are, it makes it really complicated in a dating time. I feel like it's complicated. But I think it needs to be complicated till we get to the point that it's better, right? I think we are overall in an awakening. I think COVID has challenged so many things. And COVID has also challenged dating and sexual relationships, right? Yeah. You need to be direct. You need to be honest. And you need to be trustworthy. Yeah. Which are probably not always things that everybody in the world has portrayed, right? Yeah. And I think... 
with COVID continuously advancing and still controlling our lives. That the advancements in COVID and how it's fucking us in the yeah, ass. It's not going away anytime soon. So we are literally, I don't think there's this evolving and us um, evolving to what are the needs right now. I don't think, I think it's going to come to a point that it, it's just a, a behavior. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go away. I think some things will go away, but I think, Maybe right now we're learning things and it's going to make us better humans. I think there's a lot of communication that's being needed right now because you literally can't talk like physically form relationships. Yeah. Without communication first. And I think it's going to help. I really do. I just for me and I was I was talking about this with someone this week. But for me, it's really hard. Like I'm not good at like texting Mm -hmm. all the time. And it used to be when I was younger you know, you meet someone, you text a bunch, you go meet up, whatever, you have a good time, you keep texting a bunch, and then, like, the texting kind of slows down, but you're still hanging out regularly, yada, 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 you know? Now it's like, I don't have the energy to text nonstop for, like, a week or two weeks straight to potentially meet up, and then, like, especially in COVID, and be like, and, like, I just fucking wasted two weeks, you know? Yeah. like Like, my screen time went way up. I'm up 59% this week. And Are I'm like, you? who the fuck am I talking to? Mine keeps going down the last two weeks because I've been working on this zine nonstop that I'm not really even fucking around on my phone. I'm proud of you. But thank you. You're welcome. But, um, but yeah, so I, it's, I was saying like when we were talking, I was just like, you know, I personally like the dates I've enjoyed the most. And although neither of them really went anywhere, but I still in. Well, one of them I enjoyed. The other one <laughs> is funny. Uh, but it's like I enjoyed like not talking uh-huh. until the day of the date when we met up. It was like, okay, we agree we want to meet. Let's set the date. I'll see you then. Have you noticed it has changed with the weather right now? I don't know. I'm not really active on the apps right now at I all. Am. Um, I am. I had to get back on. I know. We talked about it last I week. Know. But it, I, I just... I'm, I, you know, what's a bummer is like, I'm seeing myself dip out though. Like literally like, I'm like, what's the fucking point? I'm not going to go anywhere. I, yeah. I mean like I matched last week with like a couple girls fucking gorgeous, you know? And like, it's huh, a game right now. And like right? the conversation's okay, but it'll be like, I'll say something. Two days will go by. They'll respond yeah. hour, two hours, 12 hours, you know, 24 hours, whatever. Whatever it is, go by. If I'm looking at my phone when they respond, maybe I respond on the spot. If not, like, oh, fuck, I forgot. I respond two days later. It's not really going to go anywhere. And I'm like, I don't have the energy or the capacity in me right now to be like texting a bunch of fucking people nonstop, let alone one person nonstop, you know? And I don't know. It's just dating right now for me just doesn't really feel like a viable thing. It's not. I mean, when the weather gets a little bit better mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, we can go to a park, we can get some drinks, we can hang out outside, we can, you know, go do things that aren't just like finding fucking a place that has outdoor heating to stand under while we like have a couple drinks. And you're like, whoo, my nose is like fucking running with boogers. Yeah, exactly. Into my mask <laughs> and down my face. <laughs> it's horrible. Oh my God. Let me tell you guys a story. Of one of my old Tinderonies that I call Booger Punk. <laughs> All right. So he is one of the ones that he looks a little aged, so he likes to use a filtered photo. And this is back in the day where, like, Instagram didn't have many filters. So you had a, um, maybe Instagram did have a few filters or you use your Snapchat filter. But, um, he was like a big brawny guy. Like he looked like old school punk rock, hardcore kid. He was from San Francisco. We matched and he owns um, a moving company. And now he owns like a a printing t-shirt company and he does like bootleg old school, hardcore t-shirts and they're actually kind of tight. But um, so he was like, let's go on a date. So we met for tea and I was like, Oh, we're meeting for tea. This guy's sober. He didn't tell me this before we went on the date. 
So I you, sh- but you knew when he suggested that's tea. That's a red it was, flag, yeah. You call that a red flag, though? I, guess, I, I don't think it's a red flag. It's it's a flag. I, indicator, indicator. Okay, at, at the end of this story, uh-huh. I want to touch back on dating people who are sober. Keep going. Okay. So it's a, it was an indicator to me, right? Like, yeah. oh, maybe he that's, he appreciates that. Or nine out of ten, he's probably sober. So we get tea. He's talking about um, that I was talking to him because I lived in, you know, San Francisco for three months. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, where did you live? Blah, blah, blah. He was homeless in San Francisco. I was like, damn. I was like, you're sober, aren't you? And he was like, yeah. And he was like a heroin punk rock kid from like San Francisco. Uh. And I was like, okay. So it was a good date. We went and got massages. Mm-hmm. He paid for that. And then we went thrifting. We had fun. But he was like feeling me when we went thrifting afterwards. But he was like smiling like a goofy, like, you know, love strike smile. And it was had to be late January, early February. And he his nose was running and he had like the, the glossy boogers. Oh, <laughs> he, he needed to do one of these numbers. Yeah. A quick little, just, I'm a just going to just scratch the end of my nose no, by yeah. pinching it type <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah. And it was like rolling down his uh, lip. And I was like, I couldn't get past that man. Yeah. I couldn't. Like he had that stupid, like, I'm, I'm totally feeling you look. And it was just like rolling down glossy. And uh, I was like, we, I ended the date, didn't kiss him, and I never like talked to him after again. And every once in a while, when he finds me on a dating app, he still adds me with still like the same fucking Photoshop photos because he's his skin's rough from his like his yeah. drug addiction yeah. and stuff. He's not an ugly person. He just looks a lot more aged than he is, obviously, to due to his addictions. But <laughs> that's who I call Booger Punk. Booger Punk. Soon to be in my book. He'll be outlined in my book and, and many of my other dating stories. A book I haven't started writing yet, but maybe your creative juices are rotting off on me. Maybe. <laughs> Sounds gross. <laughs> maybe on my birthday trip, I'll like, I'll bring out, I'll be, I'll be like out with my little fucking laptop now. I know not to write it on a um, paper and like, like inspired. Perfect. Like I the, hope so. Yeah. Like the cat, like smashing on the keyboard. Exactly. Gif, right. Exactly. Okay. So, um. Bring back to your red flag story. Oh, I, well, question. not red flag, but okay. So I matched with a girl mm-hmm. um, on Hinge uh, a while back, and like we chatted up once in a while. Whatever, it's like you know, just like casual flirting, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, but we ended up like kind of in a conversation about stuff the other day, and she's trying to start a podcast, so she was asking me for like advice on equipment and how to go about stuff and then you know i asked her what She's her po- not competition is she i asked her i asked her what her podcast is about and she said it's her and her friend and they're just talking and it's the name of their podcast and i part of me was like hmm. the name of their podcast is loud and obnoxious what are you trying to rip us off that's what i thought for a second but i didn't say that i was just like uh, but you know what imitation is the best form of philatery yeah i mean it is a good name for a podcast there's you know there was they had another option for the name i think it was like you know what i mean or something like that and it was like spelled like y-a-n-n-o and in my head i was like you should have gone with that one that one sounds good that one rolls off the tongue well you know what i mean yeah but loud and obnoxious anyway super nice girl um but she's sober you know uh she doesn't drink she doesn't do any drugs um she was smoking cigs but she quit that and she's vegan so it's like we started we just started talking she we were talking about like just life and shit and she was telling me like sometimes i get self-conscious about being sober and being vegan because i think it's gonna put guys off Mm -hmm. and i was pretty honest with her i was like i'll be real with you like for me, mm-hmm. like some of the best times that I've had, and like maybe this is fucked up, but I I don't think it is. But like some of like my most fun memories all came while I'm like, you know, we went to elsewhere and we took a bunch of mushrooms and we danced all night yeah. and like the lights were so cool and we had a good time. No one got hurt in the process. Our lives weren't fucking ruined. There's nothing wrong with what we did, uh-huh. right? I understand that not everyone can handle substances the same way and so people choose to be sober but like those types of moments for me 
are like the moments that I look back on and I look back at the photos and I'm just like, this was so much fun. And I love doing that stuff. You want that connection with somebody. It's not even that I want that connection. I don't want to feel guilty about doing it. Right. And I think that if someone chooses to live a sober life, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they are judging anyone who isn't because a lot of my friends who are sober like have no problem going to the bar and drinking fucking Shirley Temples all night while their friends get fucking wasted and and whatever. And that's fine. But not everyone is like that. And I could only imagine if I was a sober person and I was dating someone who liked to like do shrooms once a month and probably smoked weed several nights a week and like drank beers on the weekend. After a while, like... You know, I basically just describe myself. <laughs> I might get annoyed because it's like, okay, well, when are, especially in these times, but like, when are we going to do something that I can be part of? You know? I think you can be part of it. I, I get that. But you know how it is. Like, if, if you're, dr- if you're sober mm-hmm. and you're with some drunk people, mm-hmm. they're fucking annoying. Drunk people can be mad annoying when you're sober. I don't know. There was a whole summer that I was sober. I mean, that's fine, but that only lasted for a summer. Yeah, you know that's what I'm all saying? I wanted to do, but like, I still, I stayed out sometimes my latest times being uh, sober. That's fair. I, I just like, I know for me. I think it's personality versus. It probably is, but I know for me, like, I could be hanging out with my best friends. Uh-huh. I could be hanging out with you. Uh-huh. I could be hanging out with Alex. And if you guys are like wasted and obnoxious and I'm not. Well, because you're a snot. Huh? Because I'm a snot. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, if I'm not, like, I'm not feeling it. It's fucking annoying sometimes, right? There's definitely times that it is annoying, but, like, think. I'm just, look, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm just trying to say, like, so, you know, I told, I was telling her, like, it can be kind of intimidating because aside from the whole, like, a lot of, you know, if I see a girl who's sober and is vegan and all this stuff, aside from, you know, you're on these apps not thinking like, oh, we're going to, I mean, some people are, but most people are on the apps like looking to find someone to hang out with more than one time, you know? And so in my head, it's like, okay, well, you know, we can't really go to the bar because like, I'm not going to get like, maybe I'll have a cocktail or two, but I'm not going to get drunk and we're not going to like goof off and like do that kind of shit. Uh, you know, the, all these like things that are like part of what I like to do mm-hmm. kind of slowly go out the window because it's like, you can't just do the same shit you always do. But maybe they're going to introduce you to something else. Possibly. But then the next, but I'm just telling you what I'm thinking of from the thought process okay. of what I see. So first it's like, okay, well, you know, some things are kind of out the window there. And like, also like, I don't want to like take shrooms or something like that around someone who's not doing it. That's not enjoyable. You know, I mean, you're always extra dosing anyway. So what's the difference? You're right. Just fucking dose them out of my existence. But, you know, and then but then when you tack the vegan thing on top of it, it's also like, oh, shit. Now it's like I actually think a vegan is more of a um, a pushback to me than sober. I think that's because you put more emphasis on food than I do. Eat I did. Shit, I don't I don't I don't mean that as an insult. But like people, you know, like how people are foodies, you know, like, oh, like when I travel, like, yeah, I want to try new food, but it is not on my list of things to do. Like, I don't think like, okay, when I go to fucking Cuba, I have to get this and that. I need a Cuban sandwich. I need that. You know, when I'm in Paris, I want to get blah, blah, blah. I want to go to this place. I want to go to that place. Like, you know. Alex is like that. Mm -hmm. Gina is like that. I've got tons of friends who are like, these are the places we have to eat. These are the delicacies we have to try in these places. I could travel somewhere and eat Chipotle the whole time. It wouldn't (laughs) phase me, you know, like for real. I'm like, I enjoy good food, but like food is not. um, Um, Also, but are you kind of clueless to it? Like, do you even know where to pick up to like figure it out? Yeah, I'm not a fucking idiot, dude. It's not an idiot thing. It's just like. Okay, for instance, it takes a lot of research. This just just as a good example, yeah. like when I lived in in Missouri, uh-huh. right? I, I was working at the tat shop. There were countless options for food in every direction. All right, and now, granted, you know, we're talking mid Missouri, but there's all sorts of different options every which way. I ate the same fucking sandwich every day for almost five years straight. You're also, a creature of comfort. 
Yeah. That, but what I'm saying is, is I am not a person who needs, who who is really You're not all that concerned driven. about food. Yeah. But with that being said, going back to the vegan thing, I do like to eat things that come from animals. Mm-hmm. Cheese. Mm-hmm. Meat. Mm-hmm. That basically sums it up. <laughs> Um, for me, where it's hard with vegans is I don't totally agree that we're plant-based creatures. Fucking write in, call in if you disagree. Yeah, I mean, I'd get be, at me if be- some if someone's got the hard facts on it. I just think that like it's also subjective. I think you research it, and yes, there's years and years of data and research that will back your theory. There's years and years of data and research that will back my theory so like i don't think there's we're gonna have to agree to exist together right Uh, yeah i just for me it's really hard for me to believe in in veganism as somebody that lived the life that got very sick from the life i think i believe in um dna dieting i think you and your individual like ancestry makes up mostly what you're you can digest okay mine I can't eat the same as somebody that comes from an Asian background. I can't eat. I my body doesn't need the same things. That's what I believe in. Okay, that's fair. Like yeah. a evolution kind of thing. Yes, I do agree with a lot of vegan thoughts. I think, and this is why I don't eat a lot of meat. I still most every once in a while when I travel, I eat anything because I think there's better food standards outside internationally. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm not gonna like deny myself of that yeah i do travel to eat but i do not <laughs> he he travels to party yo um party and take pics that's all i want to do <laughs> i just want experiences and I to me eating little. isn't an experience oh. like i could eat the most decadent 500 hundred dollar plate at the most luxurious restaurant street food yeah i prefer that too like when we were in like when we got to London, I didn't know anything about London at all. And so I don't know what the fuck you're supposed to eat in London. I still don't really. Indian food. Yeah, I've heard that. That Indian is like the best Indian foods in London. It depends. It's also about like it's divided. But like so like the major street food is like um, a salty bagel. It's like um, a, yeah. a, a beef. I just I kept finding like halal trucks and I just kept oh, getting yeah. those. Like me and Aurora when... We were there. We ate Indian food every single night, basically. That makes sense. Yeah. And, and it's also vegan friendly. Um, but um, so I don't eat a lot of meat. But where my thoughts are is, A, I grew up in a hunter family. Like my mom's boyfriend hunted for eight years that yeah. I've known him. Yeah. Known him. So like when we ate, when we hunted the deer, we used every piece of that animal. You know, besides like the organs that weren't edible, like. We used the ribs. We used every single like part. He then trophied the head. He used or he sold it. And we also used the hide. Yeah. And that's what I believe I, is yeah. ethical. I agree. Um, so that's why I don't support where we are in the, the animal industry now. Yeah. I think if it was like more like a hunter gatherer society, you know, like we actually were out hunting for our food. I would agree with that a lot more. I don't I don't agree with like. You know, cows being imprisoned in cages just to live their lives for a short period of time and then be fucking slaughtered and turned into meat. And it's like, that's And then half terrible. of it gets thrown away. Like, yeah. you're literally, like, only using it for the pieces that you sell. And, like, you could have used that. And I don't know everything behind the animal industry, but, like, why don't you use that cow for, like, m- m- you know, milk and then, like, other or, like. Yeah. I'm sure there's a, a reason why. Yeah, and I'm but. sure there is. And if you work in the fucking farming industry, please call in. But <laughs> um, But that's where I find a lot of veganism is a little more extreme and doesn't agree with it. Yeah. Um, I Where I differ on the sober living, that it, it's a difference between me. Like, if you just choose to be sober. Yeah. I think that's probably like, oh, okay, you probably like operate as a human and you probably actually have some really like healthy social behaviors, right? If you're able to like, I think a lot of like 
us drinking alcohol and getting fucked up, though it's fun, I think a lot of it is still stemmed off of like social anxiety and like I have to get fucked up to have a good time. I don't know how to be sober and have a good time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, in this conversation with this person, I was saying, you know, on a first date, yeah, I like to have a couple drinks yeah. because I know that it takes a little bit for me to get talking and a little bit of liquid courage, you know, to helps. Num- helps. But like, I'm not going to like drink myself into a fucking blackout and be slurring my words talking to someone. See, I'm a downhill. I'm downhill. Yeah. Well, you know, we all we all handle it differently. <laughs> I think my problem is, is I just don't really deal well with like absolutes, you know, like like I don't drink. Like, it'd be one thing if it was like... Yeah, you used to give like, me a hard time about my diet all the time. It'd be one... Th- yeah, exactly. <laughs> it'd be one thing if it's like, I don't really enjoy drinking, so I'm not going to drink. But, or, you know, and, and I respect someone who is recovering alcoholic, whatever. Like, yeah, you're dealing with your absolutes. But just because you're dealing with your absolutes doesn't mean that I want to deal with your absolutes. Yeah. And I think that that's... I think that that's fair. Like, I mean, you know, I, I don't think... I don't think everyone should expect, no one should expect the world to cater to them ever, you know? I agree. And so I was just basically telling the girl, like, honestly, your phobias are warranted because coming from the perspective of someone who does like to drink, who does like to smoke weed, who does like to experiment with other drugs sometimes, who does like to fucking eat ribs, you know? Like, it is intimidating to think like, okay, like, we might meet. We might have good chemistry. We might have good sexual chemistry. But in like the long term, like I love to barbecue. I'm never going to barbecue for you. Mm. You know, like that's kind of. Maybe you can learn how to barbecue tofu. But that's that's the thing is like. You might find a new passion. I get that that's like what you would call a compromise, but that's not a compromise for me. That's me just saying like, you know, that's like saying. You're rolling over? Yeah, I can't find a good analogy for it. But, like, if I have to change my lifestyle. I'm eyeing you so hard right now. Why? Because a fucking relationship, you have to adjust your lifestyle, dog. I understand you have to adjust your lifestyle. But I'm saying, like, if I have to completely, like, if I have to go from, like, if I have to go from, okay, I can drink when I want, I can smoke when I want, I can, you know, do whatever I want, whenever I want, eat whatever I want. Why is she saying that you can't? I'm not saying she's saying I can't. I'm explaining from the perspective of the guy who uh-huh. sees this. Uh-huh. You start thinking, okay, we start dating, right? Uh-huh. Well, I can't really eat meat. Uh-huh. Okay. Why? Well, maybe I could, uh-huh. but like realistically, like I'm not going to barbecue a rack of ribs for myself, right? That's too much food, Maureen. Come on. Fucking pedal faster. Be realistic, faster. Maureen. Oh, I'm, for real. Pedal faster here. I'll eat a whole fucking rack of ribs. Okay, whatever, fatty. <laughs> See you laugh at that, but if I said stinky pussy, it'd be a different story. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> Go, you know what? We never... Uh, just going back to the stinky pussy thing real uh-huh. quick, though, for a second here. I, <laughs> I still don't... I don't understand... I don't know. Just it's. You know what's really fucked up is I posted that meme right after because doctor's been or- orbiting again. Oh yeah. And like, we text. I think that whole day again, and then I posted that, and I was like, "Oh, this motherfucker's gonna think that's to him." Like, why do guys keep on texting me that don't uh, want to date me? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh well. What did what did I reply to it? I said something. Uh, I got some really good replies, and I was hoping that the trend would start, but it ended after that. And also, I was afraid that um, that people thought that that person replied to me telling me my pussy was stinky. I don't think anyone thought that. Uh-huh. Anyways, so you replied saying because they never wanted to date you in the first place, they only wanted to fuck. And oh that, yeah, that's mad facts. That is facts. And then. Nicholas Levitino, shout outs to you, um, said he replied because you subscribe to Fuckboy Inc. <laughs> monthly. <laughs> oh, that could be it too. Yeah. But I think you hit the nose on the on the um, head I, or the note. I can tell you from personal experience, like, yeah. I mean, I definitely like in my life, not in the last couple of years, but in my life before, like, yeah, there would definitely be girls who like I hung out with, I hooked up with and then kind of trickles out. But every now and then I'd be like, oh, I wonder what, 
well, so-and-so's doing, text them, and then end up having sex, and then not talking again for a month or two. You think of this understanding, or like, we need to be aware of of ourselves and be aware of who that person is. I think we need to be fair and not giving unrealistic expectations and being aware of like what's our idea of the person versus what they're really showing you. Yeah. But that's called maturity. Hmm. Um, what's but, that like? <laughs> back to, um, let me just recap. So my two different, I would be more willing to be with the sober person by choice. I don't think I could handle being with a addict who's now sober. Cause I think, that is a whole lot of fucking emotional and other issues that I don't know if I'm strong enough to be with. I think it depends where they are in their sobriety. Patient enough to be with. I think if I think if it's someone who's been sober for five plus years who had an issue. I had a homie that her partner's been sober for multiple years and he still is a lot. Until you, there's deep routed issues with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone's different too. Yeah, and he ended up living like a second fucking life. I know more horror stories than, um, and maybe I'm not being fair, but I just know a lot more negative stories than positive stories out of those situations. And I, I am empathetic to somebody who is trying to make the wrong, the rights of those wrongs. Yeah. And being somebody that is incredibly, I am very fortunate that I have been in addictive situations and been able to step away and totally turn my life around. And I understand how fortunate I am of that. And it's not fair for me. But I also know what I'm capable of being. Yeah. I am not that empathetic lover. Yeah. And that's not fair to that person either. That's true. Well, at least you know. Yes. Um, but, um, you know, like, just to rebuttal with you, you think J-Lo's not a good time? She don't do anything. Look. Okay. I'm going to say this and then we can wrap this up. You closed your little part there. so I- You close yours. Is J-Lo fun? I don't know if JLo's fun. JLo's fucking hot. <laughs> but being hot doesn't mean you're fun. True. Okay. You know a lot of that. I yeah. know. I've met plenty of hot girls where I've been like, you are, I would rather watch paint dry right now than talk <laughs> to you. Um, so that, that's whatever. Where I'm at is it would, it would have to be like something borderline life changing or altering for me to want to be with someone who was sober and vegan in the long run. Um, I, well, I would hang out with someone, give it a chance for a while, but I can't really see it happening because I just know... What you need from a partner. Not even what I need from a partner. I know what... I, at this age, like, I know that I'm not... I don't have, like, really an addictive personality. Like, I've been drinking forever, but I'll go months at a time without a sip, and it's not like I'm freaking out... And then sometimes I'll drink and just be like, uh, I'm not feeling it. Like, I'm, I don't, I, I don't, I didn't inherit my grandfather's alcoholic gene, which is tight. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, it's like, you know, drugs that are notoriously addicting. So like cocaine, like I did a bunch of that in the college years when I lived with a fucking Coke dealer. And like, while I do enjoy Coke. It's never been a thing where I've been like, I need to get some tonight. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I just, I don't think that I have that type of addictive personality, at least not to substances. I'm sure I get addicted to other things, but um, masturbation or whatever. But but I know that because I'm not really worried about that, that I like to enjoy like things like that. Like I want, you know, and I don't feel comfortable being in a relationship with someone who even if they say they're not they have no judgment do whatever you want yada 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 you still feel like well they're not part of it in a way it's like they're not part of it and and yeah you feel a little guilty and when it comes to the veganism thing i just you know like i don't want every time i you know when you're in a relationship with someone every time you're together you're eating so every time we eat it's like either one of us is cooking and like let's say she was cooking like she's not going to be fucking making meat and i'm not going to be making tons of vegetables like i make like a vegetable side if i cook and stuff like that but you know there's just like those kinds of compromises that like i so you're looking down the road i'm i'm just looking at like what is like 
long term here, is this really going to be like a thing that's going to last? No. Sustainable? No. So like if I met a girl who was like, I'm sober and I'm vegan and I'm hot and I want you to come over and be my friend with benefits. Yeah. That's that, sick. Yeah, we can it. we can fuck. Yeah. We can hang out. We can watch movies. But when it comes to like living life, you know, and it's like, oh, I'm going to go, you know, we're going to go see Peanut Butter Wolf DJ at Elsewhere tonight. And we're going to eat a fucking half ounce of mushrooms and just dance our asses off like. You can stand in the corner and watch us, I guess. Why can't she dance too? Maybe, but I just, I don't know. I just, I'm. You need somebody on your level for that because he's a lot to handle when he does shrooms, guys. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I I just, I guess the long and the short of it is, is that I don't, I couldn't foresee myself unless I made some sort of life choice to become sober or to become a vegan. I couldn't really see myself dating someone that's why i do appreciate when girls who are vegan Mm -hmm. or are sober Mm -hmm. on those apps will be like i'm vegan if you're not vegan don't bother and it's like okay i mean at least you know yeah you've probably gone through it and been like this ain't gonna work so outlining your non-negotiable so i think instead of us feeling guilt around oh okay like i'm insensitive no you just know what you need and what you're capable of yeah I'm not capable to be an empathetic lover. Easy lover. <laughs> I'm not an easy lover. <laughs> I'm a hard ass lover. Hit me up. <laughs> that was a very smooth conversation. Good job, Tony. Great job, Maureen. Thanks. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Okay, guys. That's it. Oh, uh, just one last reminder, though. Um, we have a phone number. <laughs> See, here's the thing, Mel. Let me let me just actually, before I give the phone number here, uh-huh. you always make me self-conscious. Uh-huh. Because uh, you first you stress to me, like, we need to promote it. We need to do this. We need to do that. And then whenever I mention the phone number, you always roll your eyes and do this little thing like, oh, here he goes, saying it again. So then I'm like, am I supposed to say the fucking number or not? We already said it. We're good. I know we already said it, but I'm trying to remind people, and this is the last thing they're going to hear. So if I say the last thing that they hear is the phone number, maybe when you're done hearing me bitch out Maureen for making me self-conscious right now, you'll dial 917-310-5262, and you'll tell Maureen to be nicer to us. (laughs) Well, to me. But maybe to you, too, because I'm sure she's an asshole to you. All right. Love you guys. (laughs) Bye.